The following podcast contains themes and terrible attempts at humor. It is not suitable for children, women, or men for that matter. This is the After Lodge banter of two guys who happen to be Freemasons. It is not recognized or endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or internet wannabe Masons. Can we do this already? Welcome to episode 38 of the After Lodge Podcast, brought to you on a beautiful Sunday morning from the smoke-filled back room of your local lodge. I'm joined, as always, by uh, right worshipful Grand Censor Bob. What's up, Bob? He's he's still he's still not talking? Yeah. Why does he look at me so mean every time I speak to him? It's not fair. I haven't I done anything to that man. Probably that tone. I think there's some kind of like, some kind of special grand honors you're supposed to give him, but... Uh, Mm, good thing this ain't a video show because I gave him some earlier behind his back. Yeah, and he pulled that shot collar. Uh, this is Jason, by the way. Hello. Um, How are you today? I, of course, am. It's the, a wonderful day in the neighborhood, isn't it? Mm, I'm the one and only Harlan. Mm, only. Yeah. There's like a hundred thousand of you in that desert place over there, S- sir. There are no more of him. Supervised Thank by God. worshipless producer. Producer, I'll take it. He's a producer. I'll take it. What's up, producer. guys? Bruce is my name. And assistant producer, Marshall. Well, good morning. Whose title a, we can no longer abbreviate. I got a quick question. Bob, why, when I walked I in, why did you ask for my social security number and my address and everything else and want to know who I was? Yeah, he did I'm that to us last week. Did he? Yeah. I just felt really uh, violated on that. But you. It's all good. You should see what he's got Jason wearing right now. It's kind of uncomfortable, like, even when he's not using it. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's all for the show, right? What is that, anyway? I believe it might be a shot collar that was donated to us. He's making you wear that? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Dude, it's getting bad. I don't know why J.C. Mason Squared is helping out the people who are censoring this show, but... He's a brother. That's what brothers do. Why ain't he helping out us as brothers instead of helping out them? That is a good question. There is no us versus them. No, we're all one big happy family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sunshine and butterflies. And rainbows. Skittles everywhere. Pink unicorns. <laughs> thousands and thousands of Skittles. Little ponies. My little pony. Yeah. Welcome to BronyCast. Okay. Uh, okay, whoa, stop. <laughs> no 4chan That's jokes. I'm too pretty, much. pretty sure. Uh... Oh, wait, Bob doesn't know what that is. All right, no, no, we can keep rolling. He doesn't yeah. know what a brony is. It, yeah. it means we're like super good brothers, Bob. Like super good. Bob, have you not heard of the 4chan? He's a really good hacker. Don't go there. It's gross. Anyway, hey. so uh, how was your week, Harlan? <sighs> oh, you really want me to like like people care? Yeah, I ask a question. Yeah. No, I was it was good. I was in I was in conferences for work and the fraternity. And All right, somebody's phone's going crazy. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, you going to talk about this weekend at all, or is that off the table? That that may be off the table for right now. Okay. Um, 
I was I was uh, I was at a conference with with some Grand Lodge stuff. We'll mm. just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, not related to the trouble that Jason got me into the last time I, I was with Grand I didn't Lodge. Snikes! <laughs> yeah. How are you blaming all this on me, Bob Saget? Because <laughs> you know what really got us in trouble was your comments about men's stuff being not attached properly. You know, I think what got us in trouble was certain comments about um, drive-throughs being put into certain buildings. I don't know what they have against Carl's Jr. I don't know. I don't understand it, but that's. I mean, I think Carl's Jr. is fine with it after. I don't know what they have against Johnson's uh, being improperly bound. I mean, not all of us were born with the uh, with the appropriate connections. That's <laughs> we know you weren't. You're missing quite a few modules in your programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so hard he's, to he, it's so hard to. Uh, he's he's talking about hardware it. though. You're talking about software. It's two I, different things. Can't do no, it. That's a good point. What I think he I think like you open up his back and there's just like a bunch of boards in there and like you put in the boards and the board has the like software like hardwired on the. Oh, on the yeah, board, yeah. it's like in the chips. Speaking of of <laughs> buttons being in somebody, the chaplain, who, as you all know, can can poke and prod Jason. He is in the ways, only person who can really troll me. The yes. ways, ways that nobody else can succeed in doing, and somebody else can use the exact same words the chaplain says, and I'll just be like, "Whatever, shut up." Not only does he just naturally push Jason's buttons, but last night. Sitting around the table after Lodge, I witnessed him not only pushing Jason's buttons, but wiring in new ones to push later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I was like, apparently I was the only one that saw what he was doing. So he set all that stuff up, and he's going to wait a couple weeks, and then start pushing those again. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it, uh, who was he talking about? I don't know. I don't know. This is your story, Chief. We're just listening. No, he started talking about you doing Dennis Miller. Yeah, which I didn't understand. No, because you weren't supposed to. He was wiring in buttons in your panel that he could push later. Yeah. He was using some of that hypnotic psychology stuff. I I don't think buttons are a good metaphor for Jason. Because you're the robot, you need the buttons. I think it's more like he's planting seeds that will grow into great bountiful trees of rage one day. (laughs) The chaplain's kind of like Johnny Appleseed, except only for Jason. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like watching the priest and, and in those exorcist movies, and like it, it's always pissing off the demon. Whoa, whoa, right? And, and whoa, yeah. So that, that's why he's so effective to Jason. I just want to see all these seeds he's planted uh, grow fruit one day. No, that that man just used a swear. <clears throat> I did not. Yeah, you did. No, it's not on the FCC list I have here on the uh, After Lodge laptop. So. Well, I would appreciate if you'd say peed off from now on. Well, Bob didn't move, so he's, yeah. he might be all right. Bob allowed He it. doesn't listen to Harlan. No, he spends his it's whole time like, watching <laughs> watching Jason. It's uh, he's He's got headphones that pick up only Jason's voice. So, uh, Bruce? Sir? How was your week? It was pretty good. Just, you know, the usual work and stuff. Thanks for sharing. Marshall, do you have anything to add that Bruce... Uh, to what Bruce had to say, or do you have any uh, things no, about your week? Is just good, weight. just normal. Okay. Working, screwing with people. Uh, is screwing allowed? Yeah, he didn't move. Okay. Not uh, Jason. Only when, only when it's not you saying it. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, nuts to you, sir. Nuts to you. 
Actually, I think we covered that last episode of the episode before. The chaplain said we could use it as long as we're not talking yeah. about it in regards to fornicating. Yes. Yeah. Nuts. Which we weren't. Nuts. No. Screwing is what I was talking about. Oh. But well, I don't that, know what he meant it. He could have meant it either way. Yeah, but assistant producer Marshall gets the benefit <clears throat> of the doubt, whereas you do not. That's Correct. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I wasn't the worst one. At, well, okay, maybe my what? really, maybe my frequency was more than yours. But you said some stuff that I never said. Uh-huh. You picked out a listener every week for like ten weeks I to did. say that their junk was loose. Yes. It was like a weekly segment. Like you wanted your own theme song. I had my own theme song. <laughs> it's my city is gone. By who? Ah, oh, hell, I don't know. Exactly. You just know it as the Rush Limbaugh theme. Yes. Well, that's why it was funny. Because you're that kind of self-important feminine hygiene product. <laughs> I think you can say douche. Nope. I think that's okay. Nope. Self-important feminine hygiene product. Okay. I mean, what if you, what if you like, put bag on the end of it? It's like you're a douche bag. No. Because then you're talking about the part that's connected to the nozzle. You can't do that. It's a bottle, not a bag. Yeah, most of the time it is now. I mean, like, he's still rocking it, like, 60s style, though. Oh, is he? Okay. Where you had to refill the bag. and uh, I'm doing a terrible job of making up our own, our own swear words. <laughs> yes. I didn't really have a lot of time to put a lot of thought into it. Because yeah. we had the, uh, we had our, our big, uh, big family affair here we last did. night. We did. That happened. It was actually a good time. The Widows we had and a good turnout. Masters night. Yeah. yeah. There was nowhere uh, to set in there. No, our master did a fantastic job of putting this together. He did. And he changed the format a little. Um, the history of, of the past master this, of this lodge was turned into the past master's roast, which was friendly and funny for most people. Johnny Potts. Yeah. Mr. Johnny Potts. Whose birthday is it, y'all? Little Menorah. Johnny him. Potts is the one who presented yeah. the past master history. It was hilarious. I love when he got to Jason. That was awesome. I'm kind of glad Jason wasn't in the yeah, room for that. Jason has stepped out of the room, yeah. And he's boy, like, boy, boy, boy. Jason, Jason's a good boy. <laughs> Too bad there ain't much demand for boys around here. <laughs> <laughs> but one day he's going to grow up and he's going to show all of you. You'll see. Uh, my personal favorite is when he got to you. Oh, yeah, that was well, that was inappropriate. I don't know if we want to call him out on the air. Oh, no, I think we need to discuss that. Oh, yeah. Arlen. Then he looks at you, looks back at his notes. Looks around the room for a second, like at at all the old guys sitting here. And then goes, Jubar! (laughs) (laughs) Which immediately perked up a lot of our visitors, because they don't really understand our interlodge humor. Everybody was stunned for about three seconds, and then they well, all they, started laughing. They all laughing. looked at me. Like, right. every head in the lodge just stirred. <laughs> well, like, he got almost a standing ovation. Like, five or six of us stood up and clapped whenever he just well, called you Jew-boy. And then, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, and then he practically moved on. He's like, what else can I say? No, he kept Jew-boy. on saying, Jew-boy, Jew-boy, Jew-boy. Yeah, I mean, he said it a bunch more times <laughs> yeah, and then just moved did. on. That's all the credit you he got. got the, uh, he got the chaplain pretty good, talking about him selling all those Indian trinkets <laughs> yeah. for raffle tickets. Because... <laughs> When the chaplain was master, he bought like this this box of junk on eBay that what did he, he might have found it for like five dollars. It's just big yeah. box of Masonic junk. It's I mean, literally what it was. It was it was knives like, and suspenders and ties. They and were all so worth junk. It was all junk. And then he sold five dollar raffle tickets. 
<laughs> it gave away another piece of Masonic junk every meeting. That's awesome. Oh, but it worked. He's like, I thought I really had something good. And I looked up how much my $10 knife I just paid and won in this raffle cost, and it was $1.50. <laughs> yeah. For uh, the record, he didn't sell tickets. He just gave you tickets. He was yeah, just trying to yeah. like try something to increase well, some attendance. It was a roast. He had to make it funny by saying he sold them. And then he said, called him out as a politician. I knew he was a politician whenever he sold me a raffle ticket for a dollar knife for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, he he got to uh, he got to another guy that we won't name, but he's uh, he, what he say? Uh, he's a character. Well, that's just all we're gonna say about that guy. He's a character. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so uh, I have a question. Yeah, uh, y'all goofed up last night. Okay. Um, the master laid a rose on the altar for every past master that had died this year. Yes. And you guys forgot one. We did. Um, it was, that was more of a, from what period to what time period were we, were we drawing the line? And then the fact that that guy was a member of another lodge, that other lodge carried his funeral. He did everything with that other lodge. Well, he had gotten mad at this lodge and well, admitted yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm a, Oh, that was the other thing is when I pulled up like the reports and stuff out of the database mm-hmm. just to double check myself. Of course, he wasn't on it because yeah, he's, he's not a member, not of, a this member lodge. of this lodge. Yeah, but he is or was a past master of this lodge. So we we figured it out like at the last second, and then the ma- he he recovered pretty well. Yeah. So does it matter that he wasn't a member of this lodge anymore? It, it shouldn't. I mean, it was past masters' night. I agree. A lot of those past ma- well, not a lot, but there's quite a few that are no longer members who. Um, we're still part of the roast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool that our lodge is young enough that we have a guy that has known all the masters of this lodge to make fun of them. Yeah. Which maybe, maybe I can take that role once the time has come where I can remember like half of them. Yeah. We, uh, that is a interesting format that, uh, some of you brothers might want to consider. Um, it's, you got to set some boundaries with it. You can't just let somebody fly off the handle like it's the old After Lodge podcast. Mm. But like that old guy humor, just a little bit of ribbon, all the old past masters. Um, it, it it was something new and and it worked out. It worked out really well. It seemed to go over pretty well. Like it was. I mean, I had I had a lot of good laughs and yeah. everybody seemed to have yeah. a good time with it. Although uh, you could tell who he didn't like because yeah. he, would, he wouldn't he wouldn't make jokes about him. No, right? he'd say good things about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, one guy in particular. Yeah, he was. He just instead of cracking jokes, he just the recited year, all this great the stuff year that he happened. Was that year. Year. <laughs> this happened. That happened. That happened. Then the next year, he's like, this guy. <laughs> This jackleg. Yeah. That's how you know around here that maybe you're not as liked as you could be when nobody makes fun of you because you're a jerk. Mm, that's why nobody makes fun of you, except on the show. Really? Yeah. We we just talked about... Jew boy. <laughs> so we had a prospective candidate come yesterday. Yeah, I'm, I'm just adding that to the pile of like 30 that's in my drawer. So I talked to him for quite a while, and then his wife was with him, so we talked to his wife, and they both asked an interesting question, Harley. Go on. <laughs> Why can't she join? Why is it men only? Yeah, we handled that pretty well. I accidentally caught her jinx money once, and <laughs> I don't think anybody got the joke. 
Oh, well, it turns out that guy's a redditor, though. Yeah, and that's why that's why I brought it up is because I was like hoping Jinx Bunny would hear it and be like, <laughs> "There's good. you know, there's other people that feel the same way as you do." And yeah. this guy comes in here uh, before the dinner, like he came to meet with some of us to talk about his interest in joining the fraternity. Turns out he's a redditor, um, and then of course we're like, "Oh, don't suppose you've uh, ever heard the After Lodge podcast? Don't listen to it; it's gross." Because that's a terrible show, <laughs> and you should not pick it up. Um, yeah. Those guys on that show stole our names. Uh, people <laughs> yeah. think they're us. They're, no, uh, that's not us. No, no, you definitely just didn't walk into a random lodge in the hills of Pennsylvania and stumble upon the Gold Standard podcast. <laughs> 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 the funny part about that is he said that crap all over the straight face. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not, not, not <clears throat> we're the gold it. standard of nothing, sir. We're, we're, the we're not even the gold standard for this show, no. much less the other shows. Well, our, our guests are probably more of the reason people listen. I know that hurts you. No, no. I mean, you just got to face it sometimes. No, oh, no, I'm aware. Yeah. So we talked to that guy, and he's really interested. Turning in a petition. Then we had another guy who was here getting an award that. Uh, and he's not even a member yet, but he's going to be. Um, couple that with... Marshall, are you going to take care of that? We, uh, yeah. We'll be taking a commercial break at some point during the show. Uh, we have another gentleman showing up to, to do an investigation this morning. Um, no, I've got another show to do after this. Let's go ahead and talk about this. Um, most of After Lodge, excluding Harlan, because nobody likes Harlan, is uh, helping a couple of other guys out with a podcast. By most, you mean you. And producer Bruce. Uh, he has nothing to do with that. Yeah, he does. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the stance that he has taken to the outside world because he's not a dummy. Listen, if there is a guy named Bruce on that show who sounds similar to me, he's not me. I don't care how funny he is. I don't care how good his stories are. He is not me. And I am not associated with that show. But you should check that show out. <laughs> me neither. I am neither <laughs> associated with that show. Either or any of that. But just so you know, the name of the show is Your Mom's Mailman. You can find it at yourmomsmailman.com. And you guys ought to listen to it because it is funny sometimes. And you get uh, pre-shot-collared Jason on that show a few times. If, If you're interested in the postal service. Have you listened to the show? Have you listened to the show? I don't have time to listen to I mean, this I mean, show. And the Postal Service is a great and honorable yeah. I mean, organization. You're talking, you're talking poo-poo on this show that you've never heard. I'm not talking poo-poo about it. You're saying that it's only going to be interesting if you're interested in the Postal Service. These stories are hilarious. This is true. It has nothing to do... It, I, I heard like, an episode. Well, it's, it's, I, like any other, it's like any other like profession. Like, Dude, there are people that watch people crab fish in Alaska every week and look forward to it. Yeah. This is just the stupid story. You just compared the postal service to <laughs> crab fishing in Alaska. Apparently you've never been chased by a pit bull. What I at was, any rate. What I was getting at is I, I've met some of the guys that make this other show happen, and it, it probably is pretty funny because it's not Jason. Um, oh, my God. You're such a <laughs> freaking Richard right now. Jason, you're, you're, you're a little dense this morning, buddy. Alice. Can we say no? Oh, he's giving me the eye. All right, I'm gonna back off of that one. Kiss my grits. 
Go flip some pancakes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, progress is being made on that uh, on that square and compass waffle iron. That's oh, happening. Thank God That's for the update. I was worried that That's they had really ran out of funding. That's a big deal on, our, on some of the guys on our, our state email list. Like, they started passing that around. That's... I was extremely worried that we had run out of, of funding on that. Did, I was going to try to start a Kickstarter. Awesome it would be to go to a pancake breakfast and get a pancake that's like cut with Masonic emblems? No, for two reasons. A, I'm diabetic. B, I don't eat freaking pancakes anymore because I can't because I'll die. What? It's just dough. Yeah, it's very high. Don't put sugar on it and it's, you'll be fine. It's very high caloric dough. We have, we have sugar-free syrup. Well, I mean, that depends on how you cook it. What do you mean how you cook it? It's just dough. It's going to be high calorie. Yeah. What do you not eat? You eat dough every day. I do not. Mm. D- prove it. I mean, what okay, do I eat? Okay, how about, how about one day a week? Oh, yeah. I'll probably eat it one day a week. <laughs> you, you got all that dough somehow. <laughs> no. Hoo-hoo. Are you calling me fat on this show, sir? No. That's one of those <laughs> words that's not approved by the FCC. <laughs> Bob says we can say rotund. Oh, plump! I yep. can't. I can't believe you're doing that. I know. We're we're just we're goading Jason because he's actively losing like entire people's worth of weight, and uh, so we we can't let him like enjoy that success. We have to. The guy at work that is well known for being a uh, antagonist type guy, but he's always funny. Greg, you know him. Yeah, I know that guy. He came up to me the other day, and I was wearing shorts, and so he saw my leg tattoo, and he's like. Uh, just so you know, um, it, am I disturbing you over there, Harlan? No. Can you not pay attention to what I'm? Keep, keep, keep continue. This is this is imp- it's related. Go on. Related. Okay. So, um, I can't without you looking at me, without you paying attention to me. I can't tell you a story. You're not telling me a story. I kind of feel like you're my dad. And you're not for- listening to me, and I just want to go, Daddy, 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 Daddy. It's for the audience, Daddy. Da- no. Bob, push the button. Daddy. Daddy. Bzz, daddy. Daddy. Will you listen to me? Look look at me. Look at me. I like it when you call me Big Pop. Oh, man. <laughs> so he uh, comes up to me the other day and he says, uh, hey, uh, I see your leg tattoo there. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's looking kind of crappy. I don't like it. And I was like, oh, well, thanks. It's not like I haven't spent, you know, hundreds of dollars on it and it's permanent. And he's like, but you're looking pretty slim. I give and I take away. You see how it works? It all equals <laughs> out. <laughs> So All right. you, can, yeah, can we go ahead and no. take that break? Yeah, we need to. Uh, that, we, that guy's here. Us. We got to do an investigation. We have like we have like f- so many, so many. EA. Like this lodge hadn't initiated anybody in eighteen months. What did I just get kicked for? Oh, my phone. And then just out of nowhere, like Canada's just start beating down the well, door. Don't say that like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad. Th- well, it's it's a busy thing for the secretary. But I mean, it's good. It's just we we trying to figure out how we're going to schedule them all in without doing like six EAs at a time. We'll make it work. I mean, we don't want to run like a like a like some sort of a degree assembly line or anything like that. I mean, I I did think about putting a drive through in the outside of our lodge. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Just having them pull through in their cars. Why don't we? Why don't we just have one go through it and have like the other ten we have set? It's a good idea. That is the best way. The best way to make masons, and you know it. Because then, then <laughs> you don't. I'm suggesting then you don't have to worry about not being able to see things because you, you. I mean, you, you get to observe Ooh, everything that happens. I got a better idea. You just sit on the side. No, I've got a better idea. How about 
we do it with our most professional cast. Then we pick a candidate who knows what's going to happen. Like somebody's already been through it. And we videotape it with like multiple cameras, several angles, and then we just show them the video. Hmm. This would make my life a lot easier. And we can make more money faster. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Mm. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a break and uh, record an entered apprentice degree. And uh, we will be back with you after this ah! lovely song. With the pistol grip, pussies getting pistol whipped. Positive and negative, I'm on that dark crystal shit. Crystallized bodies like exposed to the liquid ice. Lived inside a ghetto in hell, but got evicted twice. The man in the myth, I'm Hiram Abyss. I resurrect Jesus myself and buy him a split. I build pyramids, parallel portals to other worlds. Married to Mary Magdalene, but still fuck other girls. The widow's son, the wickedest one. So get your North Face, motherfucker, the winter's begun. I summon wings, walls of water taller than towers. Gather your ball bearers, I'm burying all you cowards The merciless Ming, Connecticut's king Archangel who was born on this earth with no wings When Gabriel's horn sings and the father returns I cook a marshmallow on a stick while your soul burns the grand leveler The grand leveler The grand leveler Grand leveler. Three is the magic number. The stars on the belt of the hunter. The pyramids of Giza that were built directly under. The knocks on the door that signifies my brother. We spread light in winter, then go dark for the summer. I'm absent-minded, sipping on green absence. Unlock my brain to travel through Pan's labyrinth. Lab full of beakers and bubbling bunts and burners. Dungeon full of murderers, chains of the steel girders. God's fear through telescopes, heavenly observers. Aliens visit Earth and brought us stone workers. Stargates and black holes, angels and black crows. All do the same job, they transport souls. Anunnaki came to the planet to take gold. These have been the ways since the days of old. Three wise men, three kings, etc. The Dark Star Emperor, Orion Nebula, the Grand Leveler. And we're back. Welcome back. We just did this uh, investigation with a guy that uh, stopped by. Uh, one of the millions of candidates beating down our door. M- mil- millions? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Millions. Literally millions. Uh, no, that's not how you use that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Can we get rid of Bizarro Jason and bring regular Jason back? It's a. It was a singular circumstance because I, I was I was looking out there and and. We were investigating this guy, but it was Bruce, Jason, myself, and Marshall. And I had to disclose to this gentleman, who's about 50, um, he might have started to get the impression that he was going to be the old guy coming in here. And never, ever in my history with the craft, and I've done a lot of investigations, have I ever had to point out, hey, just so you know, we're not all this young. (laughs) (laughs) Normally it's the 
other way around. It's a refreshing change of pace. Time. And I just thought that was worth mentioning because it was a very singular circumstance. So, moving on. Yeah, let's do that. Let's finish this show that is now several hours late because of people. Mm, we, we don't. It'd be easy over there, buddy. We don't want to go there. Okay. Uh, I was blaming Bruce on uh, the record. Yeah. Because he had to work today. And Harlan's right. You don't want to go there. Worshipless producer Bruce. Sir. Uh... I believe that oh, I can't. I can't. I can't go off the handle like I really want to right now. What? I've got to subdue myself. You, sir. Yes. Gentle sirs. Are in possession of a post office box, correct? <laughs> uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> you are also aware that the lodge is in possession of a post office box, correct? That I am aware. We of. We are aware of that. Yes. And you, I've had, you before you even know, go on, two pieces of mail in the entirety of the time I've been here sent to that post office box. You, you also two know pieces. That, that that is the box that I check on a regular basis to receive the secretary's Correct. correspondence, as well as a lot of personal stuff, because it, it, it's my personal box. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was your personal box. I was expecting... But I don't care. That was on a, I didn't know that. I was expecting a package, like, about a week from now. And I go before Lodge to open the box... And that key is in there. Yeah. Like, I've got a package. I'm like, oh, my package is like two weeks early. I was I so was happy. Well, it's a week it, from it, now. Every time he mentions okay. it, it's a week it's, it's further a week out. from now, okay. I got this package a week ago. <clears throat> anyway, so I open the box. There's a package in there, and I pull it out. And then it's addressed to our lodge. Go on. To Warshipless Producer Bruce. <laughs> so I then proceeded to text. I'm not seeing a problem here. Worshipless Producer Bruce. <clears throat> In you all, used some foul language in that letters, text. He yelled uh, at me through text. Spelling out language that is no longer approved by Right Worshipful Censor Bob. Uh, advising, politely, our, our producer to acquire his own post office box. Yeah, he doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. He has yours. Why would he use his own? Get your own box! Yeah, but he can just Anything that's associated to- with this lodge, I'm going to have sent to the lodge box. If it was for me personally, I would have it sent to my personal box, isn't it? Well, what was in it? That thing on Jason's neck? Oh. Yes. Really? Yeah. Who sent us a shock collar? J.C. Mason Squared. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was a big fan of Jason's. He's Did he a- send anything else? Sent us a very large... Dog color. He's yeah. a self. It's, it's like is, the biggest one they make. Isn't he like a self-described like total um, member? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Member. Um. Uh, Johnson. You mean yeah. like like in the phallic <clears throat> sense? No. We can't say that word. No. Remember? Oh, right. Oh, I'm getting a look again. Sit down, Bob. We got it. Oh, he's turning his wrath upon you. I've been good this episode. Uh, Harlan's been never, using swears. And... It's never good. Also, I thought that the Right Worshipful Censor was only with us when we record this podcast. Nope. This guy's been showing up to Lodge. Yeah, I don't like He's it. been showing up during the week when we meet for coffee. Yep. Well, you, he's, you know he just follows Jason, right? I mean... Like, I, I'm concerned about how much our Grand Lodge dudes are going to go up to have this guy as my body man 24-7. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm... It's kind of creepy him sleeping on the cot in my room. I'm not going to lie. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night and trip over his cot on the way to the, to the bathroom to go tinkle. <laughs> I mean, this isn't even a constitutional office. Like, th- 
the Grand Lodge just made it up. They just, just hand out an appointment. Like, here's a special apron. Which, why are you wearing well, an apron? Harlan, I, for one, welcome our new Grand Lodge overlords and think that them trying to improve my language is a betterment for the fraternity. Yeah, but why is he wearing the frilly apron? We're not, we're not in we're not. In well, that way, he, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody <clears throat> will know who he is. Well, now, at least he's got an actual shot collar. Like, before, yeah. it was jokes. Now, now we have a real oh, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a real... And he's held his finger, like, right over that button this entire episode. That's I mean, why Jason's been so good, I y- bet. Y'all know that I got a heart condition, right? Like, Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure they know that. Yeah. Okay. I think that's why he sent it. Yeah. Because I our- think that's also why the past master wants to tase you. Which, by the way, <laughs> I want to go ahead and apologize for that. When I told him he could do that, like, I thought that was all jokes. But I think I that's think actually I think happening. I think he's real. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sorry for that. I didn't expect yeah, that to – I didn't no. know that thread. Like, you, you saw the thread and read it. I didn't yeah. think it was going to devolve into actually happening. If, if but, we uh, told him he could I, take I think Jason, it is. I did. he would take the road trip. No, I, I told him he could. Like, well, he'll be coming here. Yeah. Like, I he was is. supposed to tell you. I mean, I'm kind of breaking the, breaking the promise I made, but uh, that's why they sent me to CPR class last week. Oh, okay. Because they knew this was going to happen. Great. And, uh, that way I can resuscitate you. Like, what I'm worried Why about... Why would you do that? Just because. <laughs> like, what I'm worried about is, like, y'all ain't going to tell me when he's in town. He's just going to kick open the door <laughs> during the show and be like, <laughs> I got you! <laughs> <laughs> yes. It would like also, the chaplain kicked in the door that one time. It would also be great if uh, I'm not... I'm not willing the universe to make this happen, but it would be hilarious if if that door was to pop open on a Sunday afternoon. And the most worshipful... Like right at his end of term. The most worshipful towards the end of his term in office just popped in the door. It'd be pretty hilarious. In in full regalia. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to lie, it'd be pretty hilarious. Uh... Not, he doesn't listen to the show, so I mean, no, I'm, sure I'm, I'm not giving him any ideas. I'm not worried about that. He um, just seems like a guy who would uh, he would be do able something to, like that. Yeah, yeah to pull yeah. off a good joke. Jason would would uh, would would pee pee tinkle. <laughs> tinkle. We use tinkle on the carpet, <laughs> and then we could use the dog shock collar like a bad pet because uh, that's what I am now. It I just like it. it does seem like the kind of thing that guy would do. So he does. Uh, I'm not putting ideas in his head. If if he were to listen to the show, just. So, would you like to read the letter, sir? Yeah, JC sent us a lengthy letter to accompany said uh, dog collar, and I'll go ahead and read that now. Proceed. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Worshipful Producer, Brother, Dr. Bruce Banner, PM. Which, I'm not a PM, by the way, unless, uh, that, unless that stands for Producing Master. I maybe. That. I'm a, I'm it stands for something else. Doctor. Well, that's, you know. Yeah, I, I went he, to school for a long it, it time for that. Bruce Banner was a doctor. Sure. He's a doctor. I'm a we never get addressed by our true you, things. What? Harry on. In the Kiss Army, what? <laughs> I'm writing to inform you that the aforementioned package had, has been shipped. It should be delivered by Friday or Saturday, but as it was shipped USPS, there's really no knowing whether or not it will be. Especially <laughs> with the... <laughs> what? Nothing, you just took a shot at me. Oh, well, yeah. Especially, well, especially with the CD characters filling the ranks of your local postal service. Double shot! (laughs) I would have shipped it sooner, but first I had to bring it before the This Guy's Got Jokes Committee, who after some discussion referred it to the Oh, He Thinks He's Funny Committee, who passed it by a narrow margin of two to one. There's been some discussion in my home lodge, where four or five of us are faithful listeners to your podcast, on whether or not the restrictions imposed upon your free speech would be the end of the podcast. Hmm. 
We have come to the conclusion that while the unnecessary interference from your purple people eaters aimed at protecting the <laughs> butthurt minority may not bring about the end of the show, <laughs> it will certainly change the atmosphere of it. <laughs> this dude's awesome! <clears throat> purple people eaters! <laughs> Some may say... <laughs> it's in the floor! Some may say, well, that's a good thing. Those guys were too raucous, rude, and crude, and we wouldn't want anyone to have a negative opinion of masonry or masons. Actually, I've heard that. I say poppycock. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I said poppycock. For example, the language you use is widely accepted for use in informal, familiar situations with friends. Isn't that what your podcast is? A conversation between friends, or more specifically, between brothers? No, we're brothers. We're not friends. Friends, friends talk to each other like that. That's no, I saying. hate all of you. This is an official podcast. This is uh, <laughs> this, this has to be. He said brothers, though. He yeah. said more specifically yeah. brothers. We, we can't be both, Harlan? Uh, no, apparently not on this I'm podcast. Not. It has to be an official FCC compliant broadcast. All right, well, Carry pop, on. Poppycock you, then. Isn't that how the vast majority of 21 to 50-year-olds communicate in similar situations? It certainly is where I'm from and everywhere I've traveled. Now you might say, not all Masons fall in that age range, and you'd be right, but what is the likelihood that those experienced and valuable brothers above 50 are logging onto the interwebs to listen to a few jagoffs ramble on for an hour every week? And if they did stumble across it, would they really care about the language? Or, if it offended them, would they do what any reasonable person who disagreed with the content of a media broadcast would do, and turn it off? Jagoff? That's what you took from that? Sir! (laughs) <laughs> I declined the Judge Advocate General's Corps on multiple occasions. <laughs> I did not want to be a JAG officer. I, I could see you as a viewer of JAG. Hmm. So what you're saying is, if they don't like what they're hearing, they should turn it off. That's what he's saying. Hmm. No, that's entirely too reasonable. Go on. Right, right. In my opinion, which we are all entitled to share in whatever kind of language we deem appropriate... That those who ask you to rein in your language, your use of slurs towards each other, your bathroom humor, or not able to make it to the bathroom on time humor, Mm. and and your displeasure with or criticism of other bodies and or jurisdictions, they don't understand the true value of your show. You are not a Masonic education podcast, though you do encourage conversations in lodges across the country that otherwise would not be had. You are an After Lodge podcast. You are the After Lodge podcast. You are not Masons debating the finer points of Masonry, though sometimes you do. He's crying. Sorry, Harlan's Harlan's sockets are leaking over there. broke him. Go on. Go on. What you are at the core is a group of friends and brothers who are sharing what every Mason, what every human being needs. Fellowship. It is that fellowship, that brotherly love, that strengthens individual lodges, which in turn strengthens grand lodges and the craft as a whole. There are many reasons that Masonry has declined over the years, but the most significant is that men have better things to do than spend a few hours every couple of weeks paying bills and bringing in new dues payers. I mean brothers. (laughs) (laughs) When brothers share the kind of fellowship that you gentlemen do, it encourages them to want to be at meetings, if only for the after-lodge experience. It encourages them to want to get together on a non-meeting day to do something in the community, or go to the temple to work on improving the facilities. It takes the building... 
Sorry. It takes the building from a place where masons meet to pay bills and put on degrees and transforms it into a home away from home for we free men and masons to meet, talk, pick on each other, share our joys, and express our frustrations with others who we know, trust, and love. That is what the After Lodge podcast is. It is the embodiment of fellowship. It is a perfect example of masonry taking men from different worlds. The Ben's driving robotic Jew lawyer. The Kia wearing bearded hillbilly box stuffer. (laughs) And he said Kia wearing because, let's be honest, a full-grown man doesn't drive a Kia. He wears it. And the Mustang racing, strangely sensible for this group, which, by the way, I think that is a brilliant observation. No. Uh, Cabana Boy Bruce. <laughs> and brings them together on the level. <clears throat> you don't offend your listeners with, with your show. You inspire them to strive for the experience that you brothers share. You don't lessen what it is to be a Mason. You demonstrate what it should be. That is the value of your show, not your insights into Masonic principles. Which, you know, I guess I'll take well, that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That seems like a thinly veiled, like, pot shot. Right, right. That's like that whole Grand Lodge me. Like, you're, you're doing some great things, <laughs> right. but you guys are morons. Great things. Morons. Great things. Yeah. Um, do you have the return address? Go on. I'm sorry. Were you not done? No. We're gone. Wow, that is a long letter. No, it's awesome. We are men. We are masons. I'm not going to put on a tuxedo for a formal event, tuck my bow tie under my beard, flop my gut over my cummerbund, and start talking about loose genitals during lodge. Or with a church group, but I'll be damned if anyone can tell me that I can't do it in my own home or in my own lodge. You at the After Lodge crew have done nothing wrong. The purpose of masonry isn't to take good men and make them better than other men. It's to make them better versions of themselves. If anyone is in the wrong, it is those who took the First Amendment rights from a group of good men and a group of good masons to protect their own feelings. That's downright unmasonic. However, it is what it is. Sorry for the rant. Since Jason is obviously a, a some sort of human Sasquatch hybrid with limited ability to control his use of creative and artistic expletives, I have gifted this device to you, the After Lodge crew. Use it wisely. Good luck and Godspeed, J.C. Mason Squared. P.S. Jason, don't let the man get you down. Too much self-control can cause strokes. You guys keep at it. You're the podcast masonry needs. He sent us a rather expensive... Like, yeah, that's a nice large one too. dog yeah. shock collar. Yeah. Like that's not a joke. We will put pictures of the shock collar. What's not a joke is I'm going to put that to use in the bedroom. Oh, oh. <laughs> is your dog peeing on the carpet again? <laughs> if you want to call her that, that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, thanks, uh, brother. No, that's. I mean, that was no, that was really cool. Like, that's a real thing. We we have a real. We don't have to joke about. I know, right? Like, we've got to no. Be- with, like what I'm more concerned about is where does this guy lives, and can we pay him to move here? Because nice. like he gets it. Like he should be sitting at this table. Because I, I'm going to officially uh, nominate him for uh, Grand Junior Warden of this jurisdiction. Um, oh, good luck with that at the upcoming conference and uh yeah i don't know who he is where he's probably not even from the state but i'm gonna nominate him anyway i'm not even a delegate but i'm gonna nominate him. <laughs> awesome all right uh, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. no i would uh we we have a copy of that in the after lodge account or can we yeah can you i would like that, to forward that yeah. on to a select group of grand lodge officers yes please. Uh, I, I will note that that was slightly edited for uh Readability, but ninety nine percent of what I read is what what he wrote. No, that's that's fine. I I would like to share that um, with with a couple of guys. Yes, that please. was very well written. 
Thank, thanks a lot. Whitten? Um, Whitten. Whitten? Yes. Whitten. Your inability to swear has made you just mispronounce like normal words. <laughs> well, there's a there's an eloquence to to lawyer profanity, and it the language just doesn't flow without it. It's it's hard. All right. Well, it's hard. One of the guys that brought up in that meeting, he was like, "Well, you wouldn't talk like that when you're in the courtroom." And then I was like, oh, this is, uh, "Let's not go there." No. I see what you're saying, but let's <laughs> no. let's not go there. No, my favorite one is said. Well, I've heard you talk about your grandfather on the show, and that's why you're a Mason. How would your grandfather feel about this <laughs> language? And I'm like, "Oh no, that's a bad example. I, I, it's where I learned how to talk like this. That is a really bad example." <laughs> I learned all these words from judges. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That was. Uh, that, I was, that letter was we choking me up for the last. Man. I mean, that, yeah, that would have been a like that dude totally gets it. That would have been a good end note for the show. Like, I really just want him to move to here. But since it's not an end note for the show. No, let's just call it quits. Let's, we're done for the day. I mean, we can, have a good week. We, we've got stuff on, on the Glenbeck whiteboard. What? No. <laughs> and I can say that now, and you can't use profanity to call me down. <sighs> Sir, you are a Bob Saget <laughs> with a full house side of green jello. With a <laughs> fist full of chewing tobacco juice. Are you Richard Simmons? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like this. Let's let's keep this 80s thing rolling. You gosh darn litigator. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh-wee. Ted Nugent, you. <laughs> mm. Mm. Bang Chung tonight, Harlan. <laughs> Okay, that's that's so, a song. That's first up. Oh, is it Wang Chung? It's Wang Chung. The Wang Chung. Wang Chung tonight, Harley. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> first up on the on the Glenn Beck whiteboard is what I was going to bring up last week, but we ran out of time uh, because story time ran over on us. Is uh, there was a lot of lot of uh, Grand Lodge hate going on There's on the uh, bit, on the official Freemasonry subreddit? Not as hate. Not even not even ours. Like it was the the general Freemasonry subreddit. There was some criticism, perhaps. Yeah, spurred on by our own friend and Jason's lover, Tiki Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was uh, going on a shall we say a rant? Um, I wouldn't call it a rant. I would call it a well out, a well spoken, well argument. thought out argument for his personal beliefs and ideals. That uh, the Grand Lodge bureaucracy. Uh, in every jurisdiction, is a byproduct of the World War II military guys and their desire to have some kind of top-down command structure that they're familiar with. And that, in essence, the Grand Lodge was never intended to be that. Nope. But rather a coordinating body. A mediator, if need be. There to serve the constituent lodges rather than to rule over them. Mm-hmm. And... What else can I say that's not going to incite profanity out of Jason? Although I kind of want to. I want to use a shot collar. No. Heart um, condition. Yeah, no, that's why. <sighs> so It's okay. Marshall's here. That's what he's here for. That that post spurred in response another gentleman who uh, critiqued <clears throat> our one and only Tiki Jack. Mm, um, that's always a bad idea for the yeah, record. Tiki Jack is witty. Sure. Let us blame the Grand Lodge for it's not our failings. We didn't elect them or comply with them or allow this beast to continue to grow because if we blame the Grand Lodge as an external party 
then we can absolve ourselves of the guilt for the situation that we're in. That's part of the problem. Strangely, I found myself nodding my head at both of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But what I, I don't know what to do about it, considering... Part the, of the problem is the voting body is increasingly made ig- up... Ignorant? Well... Come on. He's, 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 he's trying to think of a nicer yes. word, and he can't. <laughs> Uninformed. Yes. Um, it's the same thing. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't sound as mean. <laughs> I'm trying to be happy. Okay. Um, a lot of lodges, I don't think, really discuss the candidates for their grand line. They don't... Um, really discuss what this guy's going to do and it's and of course what they present they're going to do is sunshine and rainbows and god bless america and yes T. Jack has said on I think numerous occasions that they don't understand the fear that a fringe lodge is constantly under because they're the minority and they're not being protected by the powers that be right and they don't have the ability to just do what's best for their lodge. Yes. And, and this, this comes into play with the way that constituent lodges in most jurisdictions are micromanaged yes. by the Grand Lodge. In things as simple as here in our jurisdiction, our Grand Lodge and the Book of Constitutions, regulations through the Grand Lodge, specify when we can suspend brothers for non-payment, when dues are due, how we collect those dues, how we... So many things that belong in individual lodge bylaws are put out by the Grand Lodge instead of individual lodges to do what works best for them. Please stop using the sign light. You're, you're terribly distracted. Yeah, I'll be right back. Keep talking. Wait, wait, where's he going? Keep talking. I'm going to play some elevator music. No, just keep talking. So, because he knows what I'm going to say, so he doesn't have to listen to it? Because I've said the same stuff before? Does he ever listen to what you say? No. I mean, no. So... It's. I'm, I'm trying so hard to put this eloquently. There's a there's a song. Sorry, I had to tinkle. Um, <laughs> uh, about uh, yeah, something like I won't do what you tell me, over and over. Oh again. no! Why are you doing this to me? You know it's one of my favorite songs, and I can't say the it's words. Ending music. But every lodge has its own. It's own unique flavor, its own issues and concerns, its own things that it does well at, and some things that it does poorly at. And that lodge is in the best position to decide how to handle those procedural and fraternal matters without having them dictated by the delegates. I'm going to say the delegates instead of the officers. Well, it's pretty much what ones are as a whole. Yeah. Um, Isn't part of the problem in some of the jurisdictions that your past grand officers? Become a member of the voting body. Yes. Uh, there, one, uh, Tiki was talking about in his state, um, once you've served in a Grand Lodge office for so many years, which would include like district and area officers and, and appointed Grand Lodge offices and so on, you become a permanent voting member mm-hmm. of the Grand Lodge. And it's not like it is in some jurisdictions where all of the non-delegates have like one collective vote. It's... Those are individual votes. So you're entrenching the system 
Yeah. And making it impossible for the masters of the constituent lodges to do anything about. Yeah. Jurisdictions that do that are, are fantastic. We're not going to name them. No, um, I don't. But I don't you all know where any. Tiki Jack is from. Um, we cannot call that out on the podcast. I don't know if anyone knows where Tiki Jack's from. He he openly blogs on his lodge's website. Yeah, I think it's cold up there is all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I picture like like maybe not igloos, but it it's really cold. And it's very close to like a country. The Magna where, Carta? Yes. Very close to the Wait, Magna Carta. Can we still rip on Canada? Is that is that safe? Like, I don't as think long they care as, about as long Canada. As it's not the Grand Lodge of Canada, can we No, I don't think they care about Canada. Yeah. Like I don't think they care about the Grand Lodge of Canada. Okay. Like what are they gonna do? Like know. storm over here with like moose and polar bears and maybe you remember Normandy when they were rolling up the beach on polar bears. You don't... <laughs> they're they're going to send us a fervent apology for making us talk bad about them. Well, and it's well deserved to be honest with you. They should really apologize to us. Also, uh, I don't like how their heads split in half when they talk. Also, I need to call out Tribal Line because uh, he gave me a little crap for giving his. Uh, <laughs> His uh, home lodge, uh, or home state's grand lodge, uh, trouble over the years. And uh, let's just suffice it to say that Mr. Tribal Lion is quite enthused of our recent troubles. And he ties it all back to us aggravating the grand lodge of the heart-looking state. I'm not going to name it. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of in the heartland. Well, you know, nobody has got as much ribbing on this show as... Our friends and brothers here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, but it's because it's because we're here, and, so that's why they don't care. But it, the people that we have talked to from our state of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. they all take it in good humor. They appreciate the what well, well, we've been talking about half the show that when when people are afraid to crack jokes about you, it means they don't like you. Well, yeah. So we are no longer going to talk about certain jurisdictions in a poking fun manner. No. So take the hint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is, what else do we have on here? We have the dog car and letter. What's Jack's card? Okay. So a couple of weeks ago when Jack was here, like during the explosive, um, after lodge episode where we had been muzzled for the first time and we had been summoned to the grand lodge, but had not appeared yet. I know summons is not really what it was, but that's yeah, what I'm going to call it. That's what we're going with. Um, he uh, gave us a card that a brother of his lodges had made up, and he carries them in his pocket. And it says, the gentleman who did something nice for you today was a Mason. If you think of, would like to be like this guy, you should think about joining the Masons. And Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember this now. Yeah, yeah I, think I, I still that. have it. I should probably get it out of my wallet. I should have done. Yeah, that it's earlier. the uh, it's the business card you slip somebody when you pull over and help them change their tire on the interstate. Yeah, uh, really. And it says, "Hey, I did this because I'm a mason, and you should be one too." Mm, yeah. And so, what were your what are your opinions on that, there, Harlan? It's a bunch of bull stuff. Hey, uh, Bruce, can you get your finger on the on the buzzer button? Oh, I got it ready. Yeah. Um. So. I believe that uh, yeah, what, those are my thoughts. You don't like recruiting? No, I love it. We should we should have that would be a good job for white worshipful sensor. I can't talk today. Right worshipful sensor Bob. 
maybe when he's finally ridden this podcast into the ground, uh, he can take a new appointment as the right worshipful grand recruiter. I like it. Yes. It's not it. It's the wrong card. I'm an idiot. And, and then he could design classier cards than the ones that uh, Jack showed us. Maybe even TV commercials and billboards. It's a free sub card. Yeah, really? I, pulled out yeah I was going to say that would be the right card to leave. Like you help somebody and then give them a free sub also. <laughs> no, Jimmy John's that would be gave fantastic. me a because I helped them out at a place. Hmm. But it's a free sub, so that's worth something. Right. Like a free sub, actually. It's a better card but than that other worse. one. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you don't think we should be advertising? I'm doing this because I'm a Mason. Not because I'm a good guy, but because I'm a Mason. Take this card. Join me. Become a good man with me. Let us join forces. Otherwise, to change tires for good. Uh, otherwise, you are not a good man. No. That's just going against everything that we... Right. We, not we learned. Well, just about, man. You want to get some of it. I would agree with that. Why? I mean, why? What's the issue? We are a philanthropic society. First, you're going to do what to my philanthropic? First, <laughs> foremost, and entirely. That's what we're about. We That's do it. things for people because we want to, not to not to show that we you know, that we're brothers. Well, maybe he amazing. wants to, and then he's going to try to increase our dues payers. Maybe that's what it's about. Do you ever about that? You're going to get me on a tangent that y'all hate hearing me If talk we collect about more and, dues, uh, we, can, we can help more people. I mean, you like just the regular dues payers, don't you, Marshall? Don't get me started. <laughs> Does it bother you? Hold on, hold on. We, we need to, if we're going to do this, we need to transfer the collar to him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and try to put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> Harlan, Harlan will, you, will you put this on Marshall? <laughs> it's on the last notch. It won't close. <laughs> How is your neck so big? <laughs> Yeah, there's. I can't stand. Other, no, no, I'm sorry. I, so, so you don't. <laughs> this is not the time or place for this. I see what you did there. So you don't like Speak it. Not to me of time nor place. Jason doesn't know when not uh, to poke and when to poke. No, I'm poking. Don't poke. But I want to poke. Don't poke. But I love poking. You get me started. You don't like being poked. But a bunch of beeps on this thing. Well, man. no, man. That's nah. yeah. But I like poking. Poking's fun. One of the suggestions we received, speaking of beeps, was that we should take some of the old episodes. And unnecessarily censor them. So yes. censor out all of the words that aren't <laughs> offensive. I loved it. That was about the same guy on the subreddit that said that one of the things he didn't like about the show was the occasional swearing and or occasional shouting and all the swearing. And I was <laughs> like, so master got a hold of him. <laughs> so I was like, basically everything I do, and he's like, cough. <laughs> uh, uh, the past, Matt. What would we do without that guy? <laughs> we have a good group of supporters no, I, and no, friends I, in the show. It was just hilarious because the past master censored it. Instead, it's like I knew he was joking. Like I knew he would, like the fu was a joke, and then like Tribal Line like doesn't realize it's the past master. And is like, that's not fair. Kevin is just expressing his opinion. We shouldn't berate him like that. I'm like, dude, it's the past master. If he hadn't said that, I was gonna like send somebody to check on him. Yes. <laughs> For the record, no, I don't like just people that just pay dues and why not? Go. They keep the lights on. <sighs> Jason, <laughs> he brought it up again. I would. I'd move on. Moving on. Move up nights. Yes, let's go there. <sighs> yes. Important? Unnecessary? Good Boone idea? or Bane? Bad idea? <laughs> Boone or Bane? <laughs> As the question was put is to Boone, us. Is Boone a filthy word? Which, yeah, no. which, which one of those is the bad one and which one's the good one? <laughs> is, uh, does Boone stand for butt? Because Bane's a pretty awesome uh, comic book character. No, so Bane's I, I obviously to, the bad one because Bane is a bad, a bad guy, guy on Batman. The, He's pretty awesome, though. The right worshipful is still dozing off, so I don't think either of those are problematic. Okay. Okay. So, um, if we talk quietly, maybe he won't wake up and we can slip in some naughty ones. Ooh. 
So we're going to poke it again? No, wait. He, he's moving. Shh. All right. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Jason. <laughs> what? I like poking bears. What's the point? I go to that club <laughs> downtown. Jay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. Oh, he heard us laughing. He's awake. He's awake. <laughs> and here, I thought Harlan was the one that liked poking bears. Yeah. Well, the in Soviet Russia, just one bear bears in poke particular. you. Um. Right. So move up, knights. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about them, Harlan? I mean, I I had them in yeah. my term as master. Yeah, I think they're a good idea too. I thought they were uh, rather critical, not only to giving me a reprieve on a night where not much else was going on, uh, but also in giving the gentlemen who were going to be in those next stations the next year a little preview, some opportunity to uh, see where they were in their learning progress. We may see some it's almost people, like a test. Some people don't do that. What they do is, or some lodges don't do that. What they do is they have practices where everybody moves up, and they have several practices at the end of the year so everybody can practice their new station. Yeah, it's all fun and games until the master is sick or the senior warden's not there or the junior warden is at a funeral one night. And everybody's got to move up anyway. Yes. And then they're unprepared because it wasn't planned. They didn't know it was coming. Well, shouldn't you like automatically know the chair above you just in case? Well, I mean, yes, that's the purpose of I mean. move-up night is because during your year in an office, you're supposed to be studying the next office because you've already learned yours. That's why you're in it. Mm. And so move-up nights provide you with the opportunity. It's like a quiz, an exam to see. I don't like being quizzed or examined. It, it, well, well, I a, like being examined. It's according to Taba. It's, it's a personal thing. Is she female? It's just internal to you that gives you an opportunity to see where you're at in learning your office for the next year. And it's just a one night thing, and usually move up nights are nights when there's not a lot happening. So if you if you gaff it up, it's not the end of the world. Uh, because when I did move up nights, it was nights when we didn't really have a lot, if any, visitors, and there just wasn't much of anything happening that night. Okay, on like a side tangent from this, somewhere on Reddit or our subreddit this week, I can't remember where, uh, somebody was talking about your degree team should be the top notch guys at doing that degree. Mm-hmm. That they should be, even if they're the old guys, they should be whoever. Whoever does your degree should be the best guys to do those degrees. Do you agree with that, or do you think it should be more like kind of like what we do here, where a dude works on it for six months, gets it really, really good, and then we let him put on the degree? Oh, well, when you say the degree team, around here that refers specifically to the the legend of the temple. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like all the ritual. Uh, Well, in all of the ritual, it should be the officers who were elected to those stations. I disagree with that. That's that's part of when you're running for that office or when you're you're putting yourself up for that office, you're saying I'm capable of performing this role. Yes, you One of the most significant of parts of that it. role is making masons. You should be capable of performing it. But I do not have a problem with a junior warden, for example, who has been working really, really hard on the entered apprentice degree, studying it, practicing it, stepping up and taking the master's chair for that evening to do yeah. that entered apprentice degree. I mean, that's how it has to work here. That's our bylaws. That is our bylaws, yeah. The junior warden, senior warden, and the master each do no, one of the three. You're plus. wrong. The senior deacon. Correction. Senior junior, deacon. I, I know. I'm, junior warden. Senior let's just warden. narrow it down. The master is technically Supposed to have degree. done all three already. He has done all before three. Before he was installed he, as master. Yes. And, and that's fine. Um, and that works. But it's still the <laughs> same idea. In this lodge, when you... Uh, except the nomination for senior deacon, you were pledging yourself 
to be prepared to confer an entered apprentice degree. Correct. That's part of the job. Correct. So it's the same thing I'm saying is whatever that office is supposed to do in your lodge for ritual work, that's who should be doing it is the person that was elected to the office that's supposed to be doing it. So you don't think there's something about a guy who is an excellent ritualist being the guy who puts on that ritual for the gentleman taking the degree that night because he's the best at doing that and that candidate deserves the best. Well, I mean, in my ideal bizarro masonry world, the person Where who's the... dollars dues are the norm. Go on. Yes. The person that's supposed to... or The person that's the best at that particular piece of ritual is the person that should be in the office that does that piece of ritual. Yeah, but then that you're not going to have the a, case. Yeah, you're not going to have a progressive line anymore. Exactly. You don't want a progressive line? No. This is a whole nother can of worms oh, that Harlan man. is stupid on. Well, we... To be so smart, how are you so stupid? How do you not want a progressive line? How is anybody going to learn anything and move up to the other chairs if the guy who's been doing it for 20 years with 20 years of experience, of course he's going to be the best guy for the job. Not only that, the guy sitting in the master's chair for 20 years is going to have so many lodge problems from people he's tinkled off at other times Throughout the past 20 years, he's going to have a bunch of ill will built up towards him, and it's going to be a problem, and you're you're, you're not going to be able to do that job better than somebody that's been there 20 years. You're talking about... Are you a doo-doo head retardo? You're talking about the master's chair. <laughs> Part of the master's job is not just the ritual. My thought is the person in each office in your lodge should be the person that the brethren feel are the best qualified people that year to do each individual job. I'm not just talking about ritual. Job. I'm talking so, about the whole thing. You so know how as well are new as I people do. supposed to come in? Yeah. The same way they always come in. They come in, they prove themselves, they they put their names in the hat for so, one of those offices. I'm new guy coming in, I have to do better than somebody who's been doing it for years? Yeah, raising the bar. Okay. That's how logic works he's already before doing it we perfect. invented the progressive line. You're, you're aware of this, right? That's Yeah, but I don't think that that's a better way they should work. You Now you're just taking pot shots... At the TO guys, I'm, that's, no, that's I'm not. No, it, no. In a TO situation, I, I, it makes sense. It's a different case. It's, th- but that's not a in your case. standard lodge. As a new guy coming in, you're not going to be. You shouldn't want to jump right into like the correct. Uh, As opposed either. to what normally happens, where you don't have a choice in the matter, you put the hoodwink back on, and you find yourself sitting in a steward's chair or a deacon's chair and wondering what in the world just happened to you. I mean, I, I agree with that aspect process. of it. If you, want, if you want that chair, you learn. In a healthy lodge, you shouldn't need a progressive line because the, there are qualified people are competing healthy. for those chairs. First of all, you know all lodges are not healthy. And it's healthy to put people in the chairs that aren't prepared for them? If it's a lower chair, it's not harmful. The progressive line goes all the way to the east, sir. It does. How is that not harmful? It can be. It is. Yeah. I go with the progressive well, line also, here because that's how our lodge is. It's in, it's just the culture, and I'm one man in this lodge and have not the leverage to change it. So you would rather have the same people in the same <clears throat> chairs for you, a decade? You don't have the same people in the same chairs for a decade. It never works that way. Well, you might have the same senior deacon or the same Tyler or something for a long time, but the master and the wardens will rarely last more than a few years but because you, they'll get tired of it or people will get tired of them. But you know as well as I do, you learn as much about degree work as senior deacon as what you do at any other position in the lodge. Yeah. 
No, that's so that, that's the linchpin of ritual work is the senior deacon's so office. So that guy is holding down that senior deacon's chair for five years yeah. and, and holding back other people that in that five years you could have had four other dudes. But what's holding but, them back? Because they're not as good as senior deacons, mm-hmm. that dude. So maybe they or should Or they're be. not as well-liked as that well, dude. How, how can they that? be? He's been better at it for years. He's had He's, the experience. You can't... There's no way you're going to be better than him. If you're a new person... Even if you've been here for years. But but you're looking at offices in the lodge as something that everybody's entitled to have. And I'm looking at it as the lodge body elects people to serve in those roles to serve the lodge. Harlan, you're a real it's not Belshazzar. about improving individuals by putting them through. The, that, that's a, that's a latter-day thing that we've come up with. That, and it's okay, a but good the, the, the lodge is still it's the one not. that's putting them in at the bottom. In the progressive line. If you have a non-progressive line, you might have a guy that's never been an officer of the lodge, and then boom, he's a senior warden. Okay, and that's a bad. That's like, that's a you, case where it's bad. You think it's that's okay because he's been around until he got to the point where the brethren were convinced that he needs to be the senior warden. He's not like a guy that got hoodwinked like Marshall did, and was an in, or a master mason for six months and found himself in the West. We still apologize for that on a routine basis. <laughs> Boy, it turned out okay for me. I mean, do you think your lodge deserves best than the best people to serve that lodge in each official capacity? I think the lodge owes something to its brothers, too. Yes, by providing the best. What is what is what is that senior deacon for five years? Let's just stay with senior deacon. What's that senior deacon? He's been senior deacon for five years getting out of the experience after the first year. Anything? He's not there to get an experience. He's there to serve his lodge. Okay. That's the mindset that we're differing on is... You shouldn't be going through the chairs to acquire notches in your belt and slots on your no, resume. No, You're no, going through the chairs no, because your lodge needs no, you in, no, in an office or no, another. No, frack that. Here, listen to me. It's not about that. It's about the knowledge you gain in those chairs by going through them. You can gain that knowledge not in those chairs and then go. You should have the knowledge of the chair before you're in it. You know as well as I do that reading something out of a book and actually doing it is two different things. I can read about skydiving and it ain't going to tell me exactly what the. But you. (laughs) (laughs) Puppies, unicorns, rainbows. Puppies, unicorns, rainbows. Are you Gene Simmons? (laughs) (laughs) Unicorns, rainbows. You know as well as I do, it's not going to be the same as actually doing something. It's not. But you shouldn't... You don't take the chairs to learn the chairs. You take the chair because your lodge needs somebody to serve in that capacity. That to an extent, and also the other thing to an extent. Mm, You're never going to make me a fan of the progressive line. You're never going to be right. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, why don't we just institute the progressive line in the other areas of our we do. Uh, things we care about? We do. The Grand Lodge starts off at the bottom, and then they just automatically move on up to there. You ain't got a chance to vote them out after they the voted Grand, in the first time. Y- you do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Grandmasters have been nominated and elected from the floor. I mean, usually there's some serious stuff that's going on when that happens. Yeah, I guess but that it, is it possible, yeah, but I didn't know it but happened. But there's also a cultural presumption that when you elect a Grand Junior Warden... You're electing the Grand Master. Yeah. Like, we just consider, when we're talking about Grand Lodge, we just consider being Grand Master as a four year term. I mean, but that's way worse than what we do here, where at any point in that train, you can drop a car off and be like, this guy ain't working out. He's out. 
Okay. But I, we consider the Grand Line as one office that it just takes you four years to get through. Yeah. We elect the best person that's held out for that. The delegates want to serve the craft, not the guy that was Grand Junior Steward and then just moved his way around the line until he found himself as Grand Junior Warden. We elect when we elect a grand junior warden, we're electing the guy we want to be the grand. Well, master. some lodges their progressive line starts at the at the south, right? And if you're electing the guy that you want to be the master, because he's the best person for it, and not because he was the senior deacon last year, I'm okay with the semi progressive line that the junior. Oh, warden. he's all right with it in some circumstances, no, but said, not others. It's not some circumstances. That's not the progressive line you're talking about. Because in lodges that function like that, it's the same as the Grand Lodge. When you elect a junior warden, you're electing the three-year master's term. But you know as well as I do, I do, a lot of times in a lodge that has a progressive line starting at the Tyler's chair in some places. Yeah, like here. That doesn't necessarily mean that the guy who makes it to the east is the same guy who started out in that Tyler's chair. Sometimes guys drop off. Sometimes they can't hack but it. There's... And so they're dropped off along the way to those to that top chair. But there's a presumption that if you spend your time in the chairs, you're just entitled to move your way around. If if you can do it. There are some people that can't do it, and you know as well as I do, that have been stopped because they can't do it. Yeah, There have been other guys who couldn't do it that we really wanted to see do it, so we did everything we, did. we could do to make sure they could do it. Mm-hmm. Because my lodge is not bizarro Harlan world where everything's sunshine and butterflies. No. So I work with the cards I've been a, given. Your bizarro world is a dystopian future for me, sir. Hmm. It is not my amazing. You make it sound more appealing every time you talk about it. <laughs> I hate you. Ah, I hate you too, buddy. Hey, we didn't get yelled at for that. All right. Um, it was so hard for me not to swear during that. You have yes. no idea. We'll have to have another do's argument in the censored format. No, we can't do that. We got <laughs> <do that. laughs> to do it. The old episode no, is like a members only thing, and, and and so the public won't be able to do hear. You really want to spend a week editing that episode and have the past master tasing you because he's waiting on his show? <laughs> Where's my ham radio show, boys? He does know where we are. That's he's he's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah, I'm fine with it's, it. It's that's the kind of, that's the kind of guys I like. The loose cannons, right? I mean, no matter what, like whether they get you like in prison, jail, or they get you an award, it's always a story. That's why I like those kind of guys. You always have a good story to tell afterwards. Okay. So I, I did need to uh, bring up, and somehow it didn't make its way onto the Glenbeck whiteboard. Uh, Brother Chaplin had an issue that he desperately wanted us to raise on the show last week, and we did not have time. He wants to talk about and I don't know why he's not here this morning. So when you're listening, Brother Chaplin, I'm doing this for you even though you didn't show up for me. He wants to talk about penny pinching in the lodge when it's taken to an excessive extreme such that we can't find decent coffee or we try <laughs> to save money on... decent coffee. That coffee, I don't even like coffee, but that coffee out there comes in like a white can that has the word coffee in black letters printed yes. on it. The first time I see it, I was like, where the hell did y'all get this? The Dharma Initiative? Yeah, we might have raided a FEMA camp one night after Lodge. <laughs> um, he he was looking at stuff like the yeah, use use the bathroom around here, and we've got that crummy dollar store toilet paper. Oh, John the, Wayne toilet paper. The, well, no, <laughs> no, because it's not even rough. It's just it just 
falls apart. It does. It's bad. And then I, I blew my nose one time, and I was like, "Well, that was useful." <laughs> <laughs> the napkins on the table, or the 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 super discount brand coffees that you make the coffee, and then it crawls up out of your cup, and it's barking at everybody during the meeting, like distracting people. It's bad. Or or his personal favorite is when we're gonna have like a nicer dinner. And oh, so we order can I talk about this, this fantastic can fried I, can chicken. I handle this yeah, one? Go on. So there's a, a brother who owns like a. Uh, it's not like really like a gas station. It's like a tiny supermarket. It's like one of these country kind of places, and they have like the best fried chicken. Like it's like their pride is this fried chicken. So when we have a big event, a lot of times we'll like order up a bunch of fried chicken from him. So uh, the last time we had a big event, there wasn't a great turnout, and there was chicken left over. So, they froze it. What are you marking down? What did Nothing. I do? You didn't do anything now. It's for later. C- carry on with your Keep story. Keep going. So, uh, <clears throat> there was chicken left over. So, instead of, like, sending it home with a brother's, instead of, uh, I don't know, taking it to a shelter, they froze the chicken. So, then, the next time we had chicken, he went and got this hot, delicious, fresh chicken Stuck it on the counter, went and got the froze chicken, warmed it up. Nobody ate a bunch of it because it was dry, frozen chicken for like two months. Like, you, we all know how well fried chicken freezes. And then when you, you know, warm it back up, how good it is. So nobody ate much of it because they got one piece. was like, oh, 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 what happened to the chicken? And then we froze the fresh, delicious chicken that was purchased for that evening. To use next time. Yeah. Or... It's the same sort of mentality where I had to put an end to the milk freezing during the pancake breakfast. Oh, my. Like, we have leftover Good milk sometimes, God. so there's, like, a gallon that's unopened. So there's this thought that you can pour, like, like a tenth of it out the top, and then you freeze the milk and then let it thaw out before the next pancake breakfast so you don't have to spend a couple dollars on a gallon of milk at a, a breakfast that has over 100 people. Mm-hmm. You, you can't afford a gallon of milk. My favorite one was um, one time something got said to me and you because we had been doing stuff over here all week, hanging out, and we had other people over here with us. Well, guys, I'm a little worried about the electric bill because you guys are hanging out here a lot. I'm worried our electric bill is really going to go up. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, do you do understand the reason why we do all of this other work is so we can do this part? Or the thermostat wars, uh, where, I mean, you've got guys that war over one degree on the thermostat because it's oh. going to bankrupt the lodge. Sometimes it can open her incident. Sometimes it's funny to watch them because one guy will turn it down, the other guy will walk by and kick it up his two degrees, and then another guy will walk by and put it at the right spot. So, what's up, Mexican? What's up? Hey, come on in here and start kicking yeah, stuff around. Just, just, what, uh, what's up, my, what you looking for? my south of the border friend? What's up? Oh, Donnie. Oh, he brought the other groundskeeper. What's up, Donnie? Yeah, so... Or the, there was the can opener incident. Where, I don't know the can opener incident. Where forever to replace, like, a mechanical can opener. <laughs> and it's it's in a situation where... It, it's the leftovers where a lot of lodges had to run on duct tape and chewing gum for a long time. Um, but when you no longer have to do that, but the attitude's entrenched... So I guess what we're doing is soliciting stories from uh, from your own lodge. Some of them are funny. I mean, there's there's got to be a lot of funny little examples of uh, silly things that you've done to save a few pennies 
which in the grand scheme of things aren't worth the hassle. So uh, that's all that we have on the Glenbeck whiteboard. Isn't it? What time we got? Because there's one more thing you didn't talk about. We're like at an hour and a quarter. Okay, we're good then. I mean, we, we have enough content to there's pacify the past week. master for the next week. Actually not. He wants an hour show every day, I believe. <sighs> he needs to bring that taser. Or he needs to start chipping in money and we can Dan Carlin this up. Oh, I'm so sure anyway, he will. Uh, thanks again, brothers, for... Uh, oh, did anybody have anything to add before we... Uh... No? No. 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 Alright, well, thanks again, brothers, for listening to episode 38 of the After Lodge podcast. Uh, as always, you can find the show notes and other quippy details about the show at www.afterlodge.com. Shoot us some feedback, afterlodge at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. And of course, we prefer for you to hang out with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. Don't forget or the on the uh, Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Um, mm. Yeah, that's it. So uh, thanks again, brothers, and we'll be seeing you next week. Bye. Bye.